can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Perfect Max from Natural Chemistry is the premier weekly maintenance product for all pools. This 3-in-1 technology enhances clarity, maximizes pool program efficiency, and prevents problems. Take every pool care program to the max with Pool Perfect Max. Whether training a new employee or enhancing your own knowledge, Natural Chemistry offers a comprehensive online training program that covers everything from basic water chemistry to maximizing efficiency and troubleshooting. Visit www.ncprotraining.com today. Well, I never say anything mean ever, 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 ever. Usually, sometimes, <laughs> I've heard you say mean things. Never, I, you, not once, ever about our listeners, though, because you have, we, I have never, ever, I, only niceness and flowery language comes out of my mouth. <laughs> Are you kidding? You curse like a fucking sailor. <laughs> but I learned him from my fucking mother. <laughs> welcome to the Talking Pools podcast. My name is Rudy Stankwitz. Oh, yeah, welcome I am to the show. Here with <laughs> Andrea Nanini. That's me. I'm Andrea. Hello. So. So. Okay. So I was telling you the story before we hit. Yeah, record, but let me ask. So let me ask really you a question story. first. Let me ask you a question okay. first. Because. Okay. I, I asked you to do one thing before we recorded today, and I already know the answer just because, you know, par for the course, typical M.O. <laughs> because but, of I, I, because I am who I am. You should already know. <laughs> did you? Did you do it? I forgot. And what, and what was it I asked you to do? Wasn't it what to watch the first episode of Wednesday? It was to watch the first episode episode of Wednesday. Absolutely. And I could have done it yesterday, which was Wednesday. There's a reason for this I, specifically. I forgot. Okay. What is it? There are some people who are saying that that episode, that that show is too scary for Netflix. Too scary what? because of this one scene that involves a swimming pool at the very, very beginning of the first episode that mm. you have failed to watch <laughs> where Wednesday well, that, you should have told me about this and then I would have definitely watched it. I said before the next time we record, I need you to watch the first episode of Wednesday. So how is that not telling you about this? No, I meant like you should have told me that that's what was going to happen. And then I would have been too I scary to watch. Listen. Forgot. Okay. Well, I'm going to explain it to you. I'm going to tell you what happened. Right. So, okay. Bullies pick on Wednesday's brother, Pugsley, right? Pugsley. Mm -hmm. Pugsley. Wednesday figures it out. The bullies happen to be on the swim team. So there's a scene of her approaching the pool with two giant clear plastic bags filled with piranha. 
And she dumps them into the swimming pool as the swimmers are near her. And they swim for their lives across the pool, piranha in suit. And one of them, I think it takes off the balls of the one kid. Oh, no. Blood everywhere. Is somebody beating your cat? I was just going to say, can you hear my cat? No, she's in heat. I need to get her fixed, and it's the most obnoxious thing. In the she doesn't even well, sound like a cat. It doesn't sound like that's what she needs you to do. She sounds like she needs a hookup. <laughs> no, she needs to get fixed. All right, so for I those of you listening today, I'm going to come back to the Wednesday issue. But right now, mm-hmm. you may hear a horny cat screaming throughout this entire episode. <laughs> I'll, I'll put her away. If you give me a second, I'll put her away. TikTok, Andrea. TikTok. Should I do it now? All right, hold on a second. Let's get us some elevator music so that. I... Hold on. Yo, your cat needs to get some cat dick. I think there's a problem here. All right, the cat's taken care of. Back to Wednesday on the Friday episode of the Talking Pools podcast. So that's what they're saying is that this scene was too scary. The piranha dumped into this high school pool, chasing the swimmers in the pool. So my mic was muted. I just asked you a question. Um, What makes that scarier? (laughs) What makes that scarier than the scene from, uh, from, uh, what was that movie? Not Urban Legend. Uh, The other one. Suburban Legend? No, why can't I remember the name of this movie? Final Destination. Mm. Oh, the one with the boy that gets uh, eviscerated at the bottom of the pool? Yes. That was pretty freaky on its own. But back to this one, who didn't know that this was going to be scary or intended to be scary? And then what's the reality behind this? Because usually any horror film, they stretch the truth a lot. It's often exaggerated tremendously. Here they put piranha. I feel like that's into the even pool. already been done. Why is it such a big deal? I feel like that's been in a horror movie. Already. I can't tell you. I, I have no idea. But why? I mean, I don't even think the fish would chase the people. I think they'd be so f-ing confused that they wouldn't know what to do as the swimmers swam away from them. I don't think they're definitely like, oh, look, people, let me out of this fucking bag. I want to go eat some some dude's sack. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't. And I'm, then I'm I couldn't tell you. Have you ever had fish? I do. I have fish now. You have fish now. Okay. What kind of fish mm-hmm. do you have? It doesn't matter what kind of fish you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what kind? You don't know what kind of fish you have. They're in a tank, though. We're not they, talking like in the freezer from Publix, right? No, no, no. They're alive. They swim around. Okay. Have they're, you ever changed the water? What just fish? What are you supposed to do to the water when you change it before you put it in? <clears throat> Neutralize the chlorine. Because. You'll kill the fishies. Exactly. They'll so if die. you don't neutralize the chlorine, what will happen is the fish will all start to blister initially. Their gills Ew. will blister. They won't be able to breathe. And the little suckers will die. Chemical poisoning. So why would the piranha be immune to that? They wouldn't. That's the whole thing behind it. If it was a public pool, it probably had no chlorine. So I'm sure. We're not talking that. about one of the ones you take care of. <laughs> oh, that was rude. Rude, rude, rude. High school pool probably had a fine level of chlorine in it, dumped the piranha in it. The water looked fine. The kids swam like hell. The piranha immediately, straight after the kids, not even confused about their environment, and took out the kids' nads. Uh, 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 
you were telling me that you were having some pH issues. Well, not only pH issues, but I've also been having like, I don't want to say, I guess you could say dead spots um, in circulation. Um, So I've been having some like algae issues and like little corners, like, you know, not like bad, but like where you can see it, like that definitely looks like I need to brush. Right. Um, And also too, I've had, um, you show up at the pool every week, there's a pile of debris or leaves or whatever in the same exact spot. Always. So I've been going around to all of my pools. Oh, and another thing too, that's been going on is to, you show up to the pool and you can't really see what's in the pool. Um, and all of these problems that we just, that I just listed have been because the return eyeballs have been pointed straight up, straight up toward the surface surface of the water. Okay. Yes. So that would cause, that explains your dead spots. Absolutely. Cause we're aiming all the water at the top. High pH problems, um, because of the aeration and the turbulence at the top of the water, um, on top of a lot of these already being salt pools. So I like to try to eliminate as many causes of, um, pH drift upwards that I can. So yeah, I've been going through a lot of my pools and pointing the eyeballs down and kind of like at whatever angle I feel like they need to go to. Well, and that's the right way to do it. Evaluate the entire situation and then make your decisions based off of that. What do I always say? Think outside, outside the, the pool. The pool area. Um, well, well, I think a lot of um, a lot of homeowners and um, a lot of builders that I know of, they'll point the returns upwards to they like to see movement, you know, like they, they like to see the water moving. Some people feel like that's the point of the pool. I want to see the water moving. Other people I've, um, have told me that they think that it pushes the debris towards the skimmer. Um, which in my mind, it's, it's good in theory and practice. It never really works out that way unless you have a return that's directly across from the skimmer. Well, there is an answer that allows them to do this and still maintain their water chemistry properly. And that is automation. If they're going to do this and they really have to see the water move, then they need an acid feed system of some sort. Well, I was thinking today, I think, and any builders that are listening, um, you can stop go it. ahead and write this down. Well, <laughs> just, no, just, just take this down. It. Take this down. To, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you yep. something Bio. good. If you sell a salt cell, sell them pH automation along with that salt cell because it's going to make things easier for everybody. And if you sell it to them as a package, I feel like you're more likely to get them to buy into it. Well, not buy into it, but, you know, accept it. As Um, opposed to the package that the piranha bit into. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So I was thinking that, or even like if they're, if, you know, salt cell manufacturers, why don't you make, why don't you make it like a two part, um, package, I guess. I mean, <laughs> make it a two-part thing. Like, you know, you're buying the salt cell and then it's going to come it with a the bundle. pH feeder. We can call it the bundle. A bundle. I like it. Or um, they I could change the labeling. Today, so get on it. 
They could change the labeling and actually size salt cells appropriately for the pool. Instead of the minimum requirement, we know the next size up is really what we need. Why not label that one correctly? So that way there's some room for error. If there's something going on in the pool, we do still have a salt generator that can meet the target chlorine level within a relatively quick period of time instead of having to run forever and run on and on and on and on and on, where it's continually causing hydrogen gas to bubble off and the formation of caustic soda. Just start selling pH, um, you know, pH feeders. Yeah. And if you have any other questions, you can reach us at (laughs) 1-800-STOPIT, 1-800-STOPIT. Stop it. Or you can email us. You can email those. Uh, well, I don't know. You can email us at talkingpools at gmail dot com and tell us why that's a great idea because I, I, it really is. Well, it, it is a great idea, and then, you know what? It's another sale. Yeah. It makes the pool easier to maintain, not just for the service company, but for the homeowner as well. And with everything we have nowadays that focuses on ease of maintenance, why are we leaving that out? That's what I'm saying. What are you saying? Why are we leaving that out? Pollen. Have you noticed all the pollen? Mid-February to the first week of April every year. Well, if you are new here. Don't start pulling your global warming shit again. No, no, no. If you're new here and you don't know what I'm about to say, I'm going to say enzymes. If you if you aren't new here, you knew I was going to say that enzymes are going to help with that pollen um, scum line that you get on the tile. And don't let anybody tell you that it's algae either, because in my um, in my acrylic pool, my glass upstairs pool, they were trying to the property manager was like, oh, there's stuff on the bottom. They're like, is that dead algae? And then I get there. Okay, what we got up for grabs here is a case, a case of natural chemistry products, Pro Series, Algae Break 90, Algicide, which will be brought to you, directly to you, by the natural chemistry pool products rep in your area. Now, this is how we win, because we are here at the Algae Prevention and Eradication Specialist Certification Class. The way you win, it's pretty simple. You all drew a card. High card wins. Flip them over. Oh. I have the best, the absolute best. Oh, I already see what he's got an ace back there. That's a one. Ace is low, right? Oh, yeah, could it be? Yeah. What do you got? I have an ace. Let me see it. Look at that. Ace of spades. Oh. Winner! Yeah! Nice job. Okay. Case of Algae Break 90 for this contest was donated by Natural Chemistry Products. And no, it turns out it's pollen, which I didn't really realize that it settled to the bottom because, you know, I never get to look up from the bottom, like up underneath through the pool from the bottom. So I agree with you 100 percent, except one slight change. I like to use pool first aid. That's my go to whenever there's any water problem. Isn't that enzymes? It's super potent. It's great. It's fantastic. Phenomenal. It does work kick great ass. 
Yeah. So that's, that's my route, but I agree with you totally. So did you get the issue resolved with the glass pool? Yes, I did. I vacuumed, I put enzymes in there, brushed. Mm-hmm. I do need, speaking of all these, the dead spot conversation that we had, I'm going to have to get in this pool um, because I, I can't remember if, I remember talking about it. I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not, but I'm getting recurring algae in both ends of the pool because there's not really, you know, it's upstairs. So there's there's no deep end or shallow end. It's all the same depth. And I'm getting algae in certain spots. And I looked at where all the returns were and they are at the bottom of the pool. So I cannot reach them. And they are all pointed straight back to the wall behind it. And they're only on one side of the pool. Interesting. Yeah. So I have, I'm going to have to get in the pool. There's four returns and I'm going to try and point the ones that are closest to my problem areas and point those, you know, as far over as I can. And hopefully that will help. And then the other thing I'm going to do is I've asked for them to bump up the, the pump speed a little bit um, to see if that helps too. I think you have a good the filter's plan This question is from Richard Garnet. During the spring openings, he usually, this is a long question, usually <laughs> during mm-hmm. spring openings, they just add a case of liquid shock to the pools while opening the pool after vacuuming the debris from the bottom and starting the equipment pad. Almost all of the pools are 15 to 30,000 gallons. They are translucent light green. Water temperatures in the 50s, 60s, and 70s while opening pools. I'm assuming this is over the course of months. Yep because that would be odd at all at the same time. If the pools are larger, we add two cases of liquid chlorine. I know we can measure the pools to determine the gallonage and what we want the chlorine level to be. Are we crazy just to generalize this? Should we be more scientific in our methodology? We rarely have to add more than one gallon of liquid shock on the follow-up visit. I think he's asking here, should he actually measure the pools to calculate the gallonage? And then... Should he calculate a dose and go with it instead of just dumping in a case of ass, a case of liquid chlorine? <laughs> that was a long, lengthy question. There was a lead up to it. But I do thank you for your question. Okay, Richard. so what <coughs> sorry. Hold up. If you say if you say what did he say, I'm gonna climb through the microphone. Andrea's thinking, she's pondering. Okay. No. I want to get the make sure I get the questions clear. What what was asked was that they want to know the volume or should they calculate the volume, right? Right. Each pool. Mm-hmm. And, and should they the calculate dose. the dose? Correct. What do you think? Yes. You've been and in the yes. North. Yes. And yes, always. Why? Yes. And yes. Well, you know, Here. I'm, I'm, I'm sure people are going dis- to disagree with me. And if you want to do it your way, that's fine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to come to your city and stop you. Um, But yeah, you should always. She She might show up. (laughs) Well, we talked about this. I don't know if it was last week or when the hell these episodes come out and what order they come out in. Um, But I was talking about how I love having the information there. um, The volume 
Okay. Because I've done a lot of overdosing with <laughs> a lot of different chemicals. You mean with pools, on- right? <laughs> oh my God. No, it's, it's literally the pollen. That's where all of this coughing. Well, most of the coughing. Most people don't cut their weed with but- pollen. <laughs> no, I, I listen. <laughs> it is in every single pool that I have. Okay, it is affecting me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, okay, overdose pools, overdose pool chemicals. I have done this way too many times, and yeah, you can just throw stuff in, but once you know the volume, it's not going to change, and once you know the dose. You know, I mean, you can, excuse me, just like you can know certain equations or, you know, know certain things right off the top of your head, it becomes one of those things that you just learn. So you don't even, you like, it's not like you're going to have to go to whatever app or like you're not going to have to get out a pencil and paper every time you want to dose something because those values don't change. So like you're going to have your 25,000 gallon pool and you know that a dose of I'm just going to pull out a random number because I'm not doing this math right now, but you're going to know the specific (laughs) amount of whatever chemical that you're using that you're going to need to bring it from whatever part per million to whatever part, you know, from three to five chlorine, say you're going to know exactly how much you need to get you to that range. Um, And once you do it one time, maybe two times, and that's pretty much it. So yeah, do it. I mean, it'll make things a lot easier. You'll cut down. You won't be wasting chemicals because what they say, two cases on the larger one pools. case, two case, one case on the smaller okay, so pools. I'm assuming those are one gallon jugs. So four gallons make, of chlorine. No one gallon. Well, yeah, I was thinking six, but you're right. Probably four. It depends. This isn't California. This is Ohio. Not well, uh, just I'm assuming, a different vendor. They're probably getting their chemicals from, I don't know who in Ohio. Well, I think Florida is the only place that I know of that uses the two and a half gallon. Mm. I mean, I could be, I, am I wrong? Other places use that? I've, no, I've we only had seen carboys. Florida, so. No, we had carboys up in New York. Oh, that's right. I think um, I've seen some people put, but those are blue ones. Are those two and a half gallons? Yes. So they are? Okay. Here's my thing, right? Okay, well, I mean, either way, it's it's still a lot. You could be wasting and overdosing and, you know, there you go. That's my sense. Two cents. That was officially (laughs) an interruption, wasn't it? Rudy and Andrea will be right back with more Flock at Fridays after these messages. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with a pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleanings faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. 
Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Pool Magazine is the hottest new publication for the pool and spa industry. Featuring up-to-the-minute news on what's happening in the pool world in a fresh new stylized format with our mobile-friendly app. Pool Magazine is the app for keeping your fingers on the pulse of the pool industry. You'll find featured news, editorials, podcasts, videos, and more on the Pool Magazine app. Download on Google Play and the App Store. So here's the thing. Was it? The best way to tell if you're doing yourself dirty or not is go to your first, go to five of your res residential pools. Just pick any five. It doesn't matter which one they are. And I want you to write down what you think the gallonage is for each one of those pools. And this, you have to be honest with yourself. Okay. This is, the, you know, it only benefits you. It only hurts you. I don't really need to know, but write down the gallonage that you think that pool is, what you've been treating that pool as. Then on these same five pools, I want you to measure them and calculate the gallonage like you're taught, right? I don't like the word gallonage. I don't like it. Okay. So there's that. <laughs> but with that, then calculate the gallonage or volume. The, volu the volume, which Thank Andrea you. prefers, and see how close you are. And in most cases, you're not going to be as close as you think you are. So yeah, you're doing this, yourself a it's, disservice. It's very, it's very surprising when you, well, at least for me, it was surprising. I did that. I was like, all right, these pools must be this much. And then I actually did the calculations and I was like, oh my goodness. And then I think about, I think we talked about this too. I, I, I came to the realization very recently that 10.7 fluid ounces of liquid chlorine or sodium hypochlorite gives you one part per million in 10,000 gallons, which is about the same amount as a can of soda. And that's all you need. And like, a you know, and most residential pools are closer to 10,000 than 20,000. Cause that's what I was thinking when I did this. So anyway, well, the other, the other, the other question that comes into play is okay. If we're using a case of ass, a case of liquid shock for all of them, let's call it four gallons, whatever it is. So we're using four gallons of liquid for all of our pools that are up to, what do we say, 30,000 gallons here, right? During spring opens, go mm -hmm. ahead, we've got a pool. And that's probably not enough. Are, they're translucent, water temperature, okay. If the pools if are larger, okay. 30,000 30, gallons, four gallons is probably not enough. Well, what if, no, what he's saying is, is four gallons is enough. So then wouldn't that tell you that on the 15,000 gallon pool, we wouldn't need four gallons? We would only need two? Well, yeah. And what about the 5,000 gallon pool? I mean, I know they probably don't have those in Ohio, but a 10,000-gallon <laughs> pool, there has to be one of them around somewhere. So does that just need the one gallon, or are we still dumping four gallons in there as well? So, yeah, so there is a benefit to actually calculating out these doses because there's no way, even in the numbers you gave me, 15,000 to 30,000, that four gallons is the same dose for both of them that's required. If everything is even... equal... If everything is equal, 
<laughs> the 15,000 gallon pool needs half the dose of the 30,000 gallon pool. So we're not even talking about like combined chlorine either. No, we're talking about you know, what, what you're doing is, is you're overdosing, which is costing you money. So you're throwing money. You're, you're, uh, you're leaving money on the table essentially by overdosing. You're losing money. You're giving it away. Like you have extra and <laughs> nobody has extra money. Okay. Nope. Crop dusters over pools. The actual planes. Yes. What else would they be? Okay. Well, you know what a crop duster is. The, sh the shit that comes out of them over the fields, it ends up in the pools, good or bad. Ah, bad. Seems bad. You think there's phosphates in that stuff? I... I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. Could be. Do, don't don't you remember from your, your cornfield days out in the woods in Chicago where you lived? No, I do not. I was 11 when I moved away from the cornfields. With your Amish friend? <laughs> I don't, what? <laughs> Ezekiel? No. Time to pick the corn, Andrea. No, they, what they would do is the teenagers would get jobs detasseling the corn. I moved away too early to ever have done that. Thank God. What does detasseling mean? It quite literally means remove the tassel <laughs> from the corn. You know how they're talking about the hair. Yeah. Well, as the corn is growing, it grows a tassel at the top of it. By the time you get it, it's already gone. So you need to remove that, I think, for some reason, some some corn reason. I don't know. I forget because it's, like I said, I was 11 and I never did it because all the kids did it when they were like, you know, 15, 16 or maybe a little younger. I, like I said, not me. So, yeah, detasseling. But anyway, Rich, thank you for the questions. Good questions, though. Yeah, but yeah, and it's not uncommon. So don't feel like you, you know, it's just you. Most people I know eyeball it. Both the pool gallonage. Yes. Or volume, I mean, Andrea prefers. I do. And I, the I dose. do eyeball. I'm not going to say that I don't and act all, you know. I, I want to take it back. Not most people. Thou. Not most people, but a lot of people. A lot of people, a lot eyeball, of people. eyeball chemicals and pool gallons. Gallons better? Volume. I don't like gallonage. With the Italian, with the A at the end, volume. <laughs> All right. So the volume. And and also, no, listen, and, and do make sure that you are um, checking, verifying that there's no chlorine. Either dilute the sample, use a different test method, because that is, um, if I you're like not the having chlorine... Yeah, if you're not, that actually happened to me um, one time. I was, uh, why'd you just roll your eyes like that? So rude. It'll be quick. I was 
at a salt pool. I was never, had never had a chlorine reading. It was like three weeks, no chlorine, no chlorine, no chlorine. Finally, the homeowner comes out and says that she took her sample to pinch a penny, I believe it was. And they said the chlorine was like really super high or whatever. And I was like, not high enough to bleach out. They said, oh, the chlorine is at like 10. So I was like, it shouldn't be bleaching out. That's weird. And I did the test right there in front of her. I'm like, look, see, no chlorine. And she's like, well, here, let me use my test kit. She goes and pulls out an OTO test kit. She does the test right there, and it turned brown. Not like dark brown, but like brown. Dark dark yellow, orange. So- and I was like, wow, well, sure as shit. So I happen to have a brand new number one and number two reagents um, that I was waiting for my other ones to run out. And I tested with the new ones, and sure enough, it was at a 10 so yeah, just double double check, verify on that one. I like the OTO for that. And here's the thing. We're talking about, you know, eyeballing it as far as pool gallonage or volume ma. Volume, volume ma. Or volume. Or your chemical doses. And if you're overdosing all of your pools because you got the gallonage wrong. Oh my God. Or your dose wrong multiply that out by the number of pools that you have you might find out that that's what you're throwing away in chemicals because of the failure to measure is a new truck or an employee Mm. your marketing for the year a vacation it could be any of those things and if it's happening with the liquid well, here's the thing. If it's happening with the liquid chlorine at the beginning of the season, I'm going to have to assume that it's happening throughout the entirety of the season. And that might not be the case with you, Richard, but it is the case with a lot of folks because I have seen people out in the field whose solution to every problem chemically in the pool is one orange scoop of bicarb. What? <laughs> one orange scoop of bicarb. No, no. Yeah. One orange scoop of bicarb, one orange scoop of this, one orange scoop of that. Folks not measuring. That's what we're talking about. So up your game. Take care of your bottom line. Lower your and you know what expenses. Listen, if you don't have if you don't have an OTO test kit or test strips, just dilute your sample. It's it'll be real quick and easy. Depending on how high the level is. Over 30 parts per million, even if you did it one to three, then it's still going to bleach out on you and it's still a problem. Yeah. So. Good. Do it. Dilute it. Even do a little tiny droplet. (laughs) Anyway, and even if you don't want the employee, the truck or the extra money from marketing, why not just be more profitable by using the tools that you have? Measure. Calculate. Do the math. All right. That's all we got for this week. it won't change. It's that, it's like one and done, you know, for the most part. That's all I have for this week. Andrea's still going, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm done. <laughs> there you go. Well, cool. Well, thank you for coming and listening to us. We definitely appreciate you guys. I don't know either when this is going to roll out, but there's still shows to go to, and we will be at most of them, one of us, all of us, a few of us. There are several coming up. I think we're all the way good up and through the end of March as far as appearances go we will be in different places that's not just from this show on the talking pools podcast but from the five shows on the talking pools podcast that we have listen to everybody the talking pools network if you will we're we're always around 
I'm going to be in Orlando. It's going to be fun. Yep. So stop by, say hello. We love you guys. We appreciate yeah. you checking and in with us. For, we love it. And thank you for listening to our other shows and thanks for the emails because those are always fun. So if you have any other questions, it's talking pools at gmail.com. That's right. And any other bullshit that you hear out there, of course, across the course of the week, just remember, keep it real, mm-hmm. keep it real talk, let it go and come back to see us. Be good. Be safe. I need a catchphrase. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 